You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network. For the few in attendance and the millions listening around the world, ladies and gentlemen, from the Awesome Podcast Network studios, this is 80s Revisited 100th Episode Showdown. Let's get ready to rumble! This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now, your host, Trey Harris. Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome back to another action-packed deathmatch episode of Age Revisited. We are in round three. Fight! In just a second. <laughs> but first, remember, I'm Trey Harris. With me, as always, cleaning up the arena after these fights is... <laughs> You're going to make me say my yeah. name or not? Jesse Sedgley, yes I am. Yeah, I <laughs> and back again for round three, our friend from Now Versus Nostalgia, Jonathan Foreman. Thanks for having me again. Glad to be back. Yeah, I'm glad you made that trip again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it, was, uh, it didn't take as long as time. <laughs> <laughs> but we're here now, round three. We've already seen legends come and go, but we're getting now, we're getting, we're getting closer and closer to crowning a champion here. Yeah. And now we're at, we're, we're definitely at the point now where there's no more pussies. Mm. You know, I don't mean that, you know, ladies. I mean that, like, in a, in a <laughs> sense of, of wussies. Not, you know, there, there, are, there are, is still a female combatant. There's one female combatant left uh-huh. who has not fallen. You know, so represent feminism. Yeah. Uh, but we're get, this is, these battles are now, like, legend versus true legend. I mean, it's, again, it's not like... Harry from Harry Met Sally versus some, you know, Darth Vader or something. <laughs> right, right. We're These pretty people much, have killed. We're pretty much down to nothing but the cream of the crop as far as fighters and legends of the 80s go. So let's get ahead and get right into it. The first bout, he's killed Peter Venkman. He's killed David from Enemy Mind. It's Snake mm. Plissken striding out with half the swagger of Han Solo because nobody has that much swagger like Han. However, the other side of the arena, a battle-damaged Arnold Schwarzenegger T-800 Terminator. Ugh. So, this would be a good fight. Sure. Act, you know, Snake sees that, you know, like we mentioned last time, Arnold's uh, T-800's battle damage from, uh, let's see, after killing uh, Michael Myers, who sliced, you know, he killed Michael Myers, but that butcher knife took off some of his living flesh over his metal endoskeleton. Yeah. But, again, we know for a fact that bullets are pretty useless. <laughs> so, yeah. it's and with a heavy heart that... Have? If they, yeah, if they go close quarter combat, he's losing that other eye. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent point. That'd be the first target. Yeah. And then he just wanders around. Terminator leaves him alive, just blind in the that arena. Sounds like a good death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just hate, see, now we're at the point where no matter who loses, we all lose. Yeah. And whoever wins, we all win. There that makes is. no sense, but you get what I'm, you get what yeah. I mean. So the T-800. He took off his face before? Michael Myers. Because he had a butcher right, knife. Right, right, right. Yeah, he took the shots. Yeah. Of course, I acted that out for you people who can't see anything. <laughs> I think John thought I had a seizure for a second there. But, you know, Speeder of the mind. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, he shoots up Myers a bit. Mike, they get into close combat. Right. Myers kind of cuts him up a bit, revealing his metal endoskeleton in a dramatic fashion. And then Myers gets so, his head crushed. Yeah, Snake couldn't even <laughs> hurt him much more. Pretty much. I mean, it's just you know a couple of bullet holes. What's that to a T-800? Nothing. As we've seen in every Terminator movie. Yeah. And as we talked about before, it's like... Uh, the iPod, I mean, uh, iPhone or iPod, iPod 250, yeah, classic 250 
gigabytes of storage is better than everything that's come out <laughs> yeah. since because of that storage capacity. But anyway, the T-800 moves on to round four, mm. next battle. And of course, it's pretty easy to figure out now because of the, you know, we're now in a traditional bracket. There are no buys. Who is a T-800? The T-800 is going to face the winner of this next fight between the blood-soaked Howard the Duck with bloody <laughs> wing hands, whatever, I guess hands, whatever How you want to call it, bloody feathers. However, he might have met his match or... Vice versa, because he's fighting Indiana Jones. Oh, <laughs> will Duck Fu be able to stop? Indy. Indian. Mm. Now let's. Re- Indiana Jones. This is a Last Crusade. Indiana Jones. Yeah, he's a uh, brawler. I mean, he's already beat Captain Kirk. He's already killed Jaws from Jaws: The Revenge. Howard has killed Mahoney and Sergeant Barnes. <laughs> he didn't have much of a fight. Yeah. So. I would say that Indy would take. Indy might get like you know, sh- like he might get a couple of dazed hits in, but he's a surprised. tough son of a bitch. Right. You know, a duck food blow to the throat is not going to take out Indiana Jones. It's going to stun him. He'll let him know it's serious. Yeah, like oh. then he'll really. And then he's going to you know get his hands on this uh, strange archaeological find and put it in a museum where it belongs. Howard will be stuffed. Howard has had an easy schedule. Yes, and I would say even that is part of an easy schedule, but. He could probably end his easy schedule right here. I think so. Any, any thoughts on that, John? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we see Indiana Jones, like, time after time, just, you know, tussle with some of the big, his baddest. You know, he uh, gets his ass kicked, gets right back up, you know, mm-hmm. fight, uh, especially if you're talking Last Crusade, like the whole tank yeah. scene, you know. Mm-hmm. He was getting drug around and stuff like that. Yeah, Howard ain't going to stand a chance. <laughs> yeah. So once again, Dr. Jones moves on to round four. <laughs> Against, I see what's right. Against a tough, <laughs> tough opponent. The only thing that... Wait, no one's... I was about to say, those are both George Lucas characters, right? No, nope. oh, that, that, that is true. Yeah. One's better than... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next round, Jason Voorhees, fresh off of Killing Gizmo, is taking on Martin Riggs from Lethal Weapon, who had a bye week the first week, but returned to kill a woman in the form of Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street. So, Jason would obviously have his machete, Riggs would have his trusty sidearm, and his death oh, wish. Oh, well, in that case... But again, remember, this is Jason can take much like Myers and like we've established, they are killable in this form, but you know, he can take some bullets and get in close, theoretically, depending on how the fight would go. But we do know for a fact that Riggs is a crack shot and also can beat the shit out of people on wet lawns. That's true. And but this was hand on hand. We haven't seen him fight an assailant with a machete that can take off multiple I heads or call him rolling out of the way a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Anything yeah, Gary, if you see to pick up like that piece of a satellite dish or a swing set or something and try to hit him with it, but would that be enough to take on uh, Friday the 13th Part 3, Jason Voorhees? Mm, superhuman. Oh, I would say would he, he'd give him a good fight. Like maybe he uh, runs up and he starts taking a swing at him. Uh, Jason just uses his brute force to kind of put him in a big bear hug. <laughs> and, and, just... and then Riggs pops his shoulder out. <laughs> slew, out. <laughs> It's not good enough. <laughs> Eventually, Jason would get the upper hand and take him out. Watch a little uh, bit of the end. Yeah, it's a Christmas. I mean, Christmas has passed for our, for listeners. our listeners. Yeah, it still holds that magic for us. Yeah. It hasn't happened for us yet. Uh, just random trivia on that. Did you know that this house right here is right next to the Griswold house? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, of course, you haven't heard our Christmas episode, but we talked about that. Which, uh, it'll be everybody listening heard will have heard it. Uh, yeah. Of course, I've heard it. It's 2015. <laughs> you just remind you of what you said. I keep in forgetting that you have. A, you came here in a DeLorean. <laughs> That's why it took short, less time for you to get here. 
It's actually January 8th. Mm. It said Happy New Year at the beginning of this one, but not the last one, which was January 1st. Oh. I thought it would be like before January 1st. I don't know what day the first was. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. It's still Happy New Year. It's close enough. Yeah, you're still in the area. Let's see. If, if, if Voorhees had, you know, coming at him with a weapon. Right. Riggs just takes off his shirt to use as a makeshift whip. But he has to get really angry because you know how he gets, like, he gets his little crazy mode. Yeah. Yeah, but still, you can't stop a superhuman. Yeah. Oh, wait. Is Danny Glover there to throw him a weapon? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. <laughs> okay. It, that would... If that was the case, there would have to be a pond somewhere in the arena, and Mrs. Voorhees uh, is laying right. in wait at the bottom of it should he get too close. So if he throws him in the water, then Mama Voorhees pops yeah. up. Yeah, I think it would be it would be a similar to this fight. However, in the different end, different ending. Yes, Jason, due to his superhuman strength and skill uh, endurance, would eventually have to take the belt, take the championship from Martin Riggs. That's a shame. As we watch him fight and be and victorious, that's yeah. close to one of my favorite scenes where he's, he starts running barefoot. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love this movie. And actually, Riggs would try to drown Jason. He's just like, yeah, yeah. doesn't do anything. But nope. Jason would take out Martin Riggs in a very awesome and epic battle. And now we move on to the next round. Next fight, I should say, Sloth, still with pieces of the three amigos. <laughs> Scattered on his body, massive body. I would hope he's wearing one of their hats. <laughs> yeah, he does. He has, their, he has their hat on. He has like E.T.'s hand or something. Like just little toys now. He will be parts. facing none other than the greatest swordsman who ever lived, Mad Mardigan. Ooh, come on. I mean, he's got speed and everything else against him. And Mad Mardigan can, you know, if, even if he didn't have a sword, he still, you know, he kills, well, he fist fight but he still uses a sword on the ground to kill Kale right. at the end but Mad Mardigan can fight with or without a sword of course he's a better swordsman than a fist fighter he took a he took some hits from Kale too like you know oh yeah like so busted his through, went he, through a wooden door and all that shit so. even if uh, Sloth like got a lick on him and stuff like that he still would get up yeah so I would say Sloth is comparable in a sense to General Kale as far as like stature and strength perhaps I mean, they're both human. Sloth is just a big brute. And, of course, Maggot Morgan has a sword, so that's a disadvantage for Sloth. And even if Sloth had a sword, he's not a very uh, agile fighter. Yeah. What he means. I mean, look at that. I like how like little counter. And yeah. it, says, it says Val Kilmer, not, you know, Matt Mardigan. Right. That's true. That's a good point. So that's Val Kilmer will kill Sloth. So do you think Val Kilmer could return now that he's lost all the weight? He needs to get some muscle. Yeah, yeah he's, he does. He's pretty. He's, you, know, more, you know, he's Mark Twain thin right now. He needs to get. Yeah. you Because know, there was talk. Uh, there were or him and uh, Warwick Davis appeared in a photo shoot or something recently. It seems like I heard. Probably entertainment ones. They always yeah, do. Yeah, something like we were uh, as you know, Mad Mardigan and Willow, or they reunited them, kind of something like that. So. Oh, I would love to see. I mean, because they did make the uh, sequel books, but they really yeah. don't have Willow in it at yeah, all. Yeah, it so. was. I didn't. I read like the first one. I was like, I don't like this. Yeah, and didn't read any of the others. I don't want to care about Laura Dannon. Give me some more. Yeah, more to get for there. real. <laughs> I want to hear about your dad. Your well, your stepdad. Yeah, stepdad. This part's as a kid. This was like the greatest thing ever. <laughs> oh, that scene. Yeah. He's on the cat. Of course, when you watch him get off of it, in reality, he go like three feet. Right, and it's like so slow, like. But it, it's such a great it's set up. Man, yeah. <laughs> it's so awesome. <laughs> Those like, trolls are awesome. As I mean, as a kid, I wanted to be Mad Mardigan like so bad. He gets Sorsha. He's like, a swordsman. He's got cool hair. The funny thing about Willow, uh, when I was a kid and stuff like that, I mean, I love the movie to death. Still, still holds up. It's still one of my favorite uh, fantasy films. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we did a podcast about it, um, but they had an arcade video game for Willow. 
I don't remember. I remember the like an NES. They had an NES one. There wasn't. Okay, that's uh, the one I remember. I'll pull this up. There's an arcade Willow game that still looks pretty damn good. But I remember playing. I played it once when I was a kid, and like it was like a fever dream. I was just like, I know it was real. I know it was real because like, it wasn't. It wasn't at the arcade when we went back. But yeah, look at this. You get it goes each stage goes from Willow to Matt Morgan. Willow to Matt Morgan. Oh, wow. And uh, it's got like RPG. Like you get like a little. Uh, you can buy upgrades and stuff like that. Kind of like that looks awesome. Yeah, and it's got like uh, all the wolves and stuff. Jump ahead a little bit and you'll see Matt Morgan. Oh, it's yeah, got like the dogs, dogs and everything stuff like that. Look, oh, there there's Matt Morgan. <laughs> I guess you let him out of his cage. And yeah, you play it, as it follows the, the whole story. Like you, oh, there, yeah. before that. <laughs> <laughs> God, I would play the hell out of this game. There we go. Yeah, it's awesome. That's him in the town, you know. He just, yeah. But he's got the armor early. He's not dressed like a woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a woman. Not a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, meet Ugg. That's all. I didn't even know this existed. Yeah, somebody God, beats the whole game. So cool. Somebody beats the whole game in thirty minutes. <laughs> Speed run. But yeah, I played it once and stuff, and I was like, I'd go home and I had the NES one, that, and I was just, this is not <laughs> the same game. God, you God. run into this guy a lot. Yeah, his little <laughs> shopkeep. But yeah, you uh, it goes the last day. You fight Kale and everything, and then it goes to Willow, and you fight uh, that more dog. There you go. Oh, he's like Castlevania. <laughs> <laughs> Good guy. Damn. Fun. A lot of fireballs there. Okay, it looks like he's getting hit by these things, but he's not taking any damage. <laughs> he's got a health bar at the top. He's, oh, a, oh, he's leveled okay. up pretty high. Because wow. you buy the uh, rings and the potions and stuff like that. Ah, uh, yeah. And he has his fireballs maxed out. Smoking. I hate games like this that I know now I'll never be able to play. But at least <laughs> thanks to YouTube, we can see it. Because right. I'm yeah, sure if I played yeah, it, it'd be like, run through. So Mad Mardigan takes out Sloth. And moves on to the next round. Oh, look at that art. Mardigan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that old style art, like, you know, Altered Beast and... Rise from your grave. Mm -hmm. Corn off on the side, I always love that. <laughs> but anyway, who's next? Let's see. Next battle. We're moving down, vertically down the, the chart here. Mm -hmm. Han Solo, fresh off of killing Seth Brundle. Swaggers into the arena, as usual. However... Now he's fighting somebody his own speed, so to speak. Another non-Earth being in the form of the Predator. Predator mm. versus Han Solo. Shoots first, does nothing. <laughs> Misses. Shoulder cannon. As much as it pains me, I would think the Predator would take out Han Solo. Because Han, Han Solo, he's not like Indiana Jones in the, in the fact that... Uh, you know, he's, uh, Indiana Jones, he's not a hes a good shot. He's not, like, super accurate, so to speak, or a crack shot, sniper, I guess I would say. That's Indiana Jones can take up, can fist fight. We don't ever see Han fist fight. It's always blaster and piloting. He's a hes yeah. a smuggler. Yep. That's it. <laughs> Is that little toy picture in there? Is he holding up Han's head? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much That's how the pretty much would what would happen. Yeah. Now... Chewbacca versus Predator might be a little different, but this is no, Han versus Predator. Not by much. <laughs> Maybe the stench of burning hair everywhere. <laughs> he might take a hit, but he's got those. If he could get him up close, which would, that would be the the factor, would be getting close. Right. <laughs> but if they were in the jungle, like in Predator One, ah, you might let the Wookiee win. <laughs> but that's not this discussion. But Han, even though he would shoot first, the Predator would shoot second and blow him win. apart. <laughs> yeah. Oh the. One Harrison Ford is down. So Predator takes out 
Han Solo. All right, next round, the last surviving member of the Monster Squad, Rudy, <laughs> is taking on the Mistress of the Dark, Elvira. Oh, that's a good matchup. Now, uh, Rudy has a weapon. He, he yeah. had a what, he, pistol or something? Well, he did use it. I need to click on this pin because I know what's going over the mic. Uh, <laughs> I'm just so excited. i got to do something with my hands. But uh, let's say... Shit. Uh, he did, let's say everything. he has his bow in it, or he has a stake, his wooden stake. Like one of the arrows that he shot because he doubled his okay. stakes. Well, and then range, yeah. Now, first instinct, I would say Rudy would take this. However... No. Rudy, would, is, Rudy is a man. He's a horned yeah, dog. Horn dog. The entire movie. He, looking at those pictures. He's going to get distracted. Yep. Just like anybody would. I mean, I yeah. would die. I mean, I would be happy with that death. That's true. Like she for myself. Like, oh, yeah. Touch his shoulder and then get behind him. And, <laughs> yeah. Slit his throat with a tiny dagger. That's the only thing she could do with that dagger. <laughs> exactly. So are we? I assume we're all in agreement yeah, here that yeah. Elvira. Elvira can take that. Oh, man. By Monster Squad. It's going to be sad. Next, The next rounds are going to be so sad. <laughs> but anyway. Blowouts. Yeah. <laughs> Again, another bi-week contestant this next fight. Khan, fresh off of killing Kevin Bacon from Footloose, mm-hmm. is taking on Tackleberry. Uh, Khan versus a pins. gun. They, they, yeah. <laughs> John, let me trade pins with you. There you go. I can't click this one. You'll Thank find you, a sir. Way. So many colors <laughs> to choose from. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Tackleberry versus... It's gun versus con. Yeah, I mean, it's like bulletproof pecs chest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Uh, I mean, okay. if it gets to, if it gets, if con gets close, it's over. Question is, could con get close enough to take out Tackleberry? In my opinion, because Tack- the thing Tackleberry has the advantage at range because he's a good, he is a good shot. Mm-hmm. He's not just yeah, crazy yeah. cop. Excuse me, he you know he he's accurate. Yeah, but he's not he's not a fist fighter. No. So, could Khan close that range without getting hit, or you know, it's only a flesh wound? I don't believe and then he take can. Out. I don't <laughs> Khan, he can. Khan's like a tactician, so like, if he knew about the fight in advance, you know, which is something you know, with all these things, you gotta, of course, so, right? So if he knew about the fight, he knew like he would have to get close and put him under pressure because we never seen Taco Berry under pressure. He's, yeah. Well. Well, I mean, in the sense of like you know, looking for somebody, you know, he'll. But not like he, he would. He would uh, definitely shoot first because yeah. we've seen in the movies where you know open a door, a birthday party, whatever. He's, he's <laughs> yeah. alone and stuff. But would he take out? You know, basically almost a superhuman again. Yeah, uh, Khan. I think he lives at the gun range, so he's going to be a crack shot. Yeah, that first shot's going to. Yeah, I mean his shots too yeah. are going to matter because he's not shooting a, a, a sidearm. He's shooting yeah. a <laughs> dirty Harry Magnum. Even if it's a yeah. grazing shot, a slug like that could still mm-hmm. take an arm off. I mean. Right. It's, so, Tackleberry is going to take out Khan. Yep, gun, uh, gun yeah. versus... Yeah, that's the way it comes down to, gun. Yeah. I mean, this this is definitely... All these, of course, but this one especially, it would all, you know... It, there's so many factors, but... Like, I think y'all pretty much made the case with it that... Mm-hmm. We're right. Either one, I mean, but both... If both had a time to prepare, they both, you know... We've seen Tackleberry do stealth, popping out the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> that's he true. Could, he could take that's a good it. point. John, you remember these movies better than I do, man. You, you stopped at four, didn't you? Yeah, I tap out at four. <laughs> After the goot leaves, even though, you know, that's one of the few th- things I really enjoy, man. Yeah. But yeah. I, uh, <laughs> so Tackleberry takes out Khan. I can hear mm-hmm. some Trekkies screaming now. Scream louder. You're no longer Trekkies, you're Tackies. Because <laughs> Tackleberry has killed your god. You're not your god, but you know right. what I mean. One anyway, next fight. One of them in the lore. Cleaning, wiping the blood of Eddie Valiant, another detective off of his gnarled German fist, the tough Nazi from Raiders of the Lost Ark, <laughs> mm, still Nazi. in this competition, is taking on Darkness 
from oh, Legend. Good thing he's out of this competition now. Yeah. <laughs> so Stop darkness, the Nazi. So darkness brings the last surviving Nazi home to hell. So. <laughs> How's he killing his uh, victims? It, uh, strength. Let's mm-hmm. see. Ernest, yeah, he just, just, just beat yeah. him down. Ferris, he just ran him with his horns. Yeah. Of course, yeah. he has a little fire fingertip thing. He can just incinerate the Nazi. For the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dar- Darkness is Jew. His mother's Jewish. There you go. Yeah, he he's wasn't like, happy about that whole Holocaust he's a, thing. He's a Judeo-Christian demon. Yeah. So, <laughs> Darkness Somehow. ends World War II finally. This is a... <laughs> I just want to bring it up because it happened the other day and it was really funny. Um you ever you ever listen to because uh, it's relative like Nazi jokes and stuff like that? Uh, <laughs> Danny Glover is it Danny Glover or Donald Glover from a Community? Right, community? yeah. Donald he has Glover. a stand up on Netflix. Donald Glover, yeah. and uh, it's pretty damn funny. Like <laughs> no, it's, it's, I've but, seen the picture on the cube, but I haven't watched it. I know what you're talking but, about. But uh, we were watching it. Me and my girlfriend were watching, it, and he's start talking about when he's growing up, and he's like, "Yeah, he's like, my, he's like, we'd always want to go to Toys R Us. Toys R Us is the best place in the world." And you know, he's gone off about it. He's like, "But uh, he's like, my dad would trick us, and he would take us to Home Depot. He's like, <laughs> Home Depot is uh, Auschwitz for kids." <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend's kind of like ha ha and I'm like laughing my ass off and uh, she's like what is that place and stuff and I was like oh well let me show you <laughs> so I pull it let me up. show you some pictures from Auschwitz <laughs> you know that Anne Frank author yeah something bad happened to her there I met one at Home Depot <laughs> <laughs> never look at Home Depot the same way after hearing right. that like, I'll, just, I'll just see the, the fences <laughs> flashbacks not flashbacks but memories of history textbooks yeah, if you like stand-ups, I mean, it's it's it's. I good. watched it a lot of yeah. Because yeah. I was watch, I watched part of Nick Offerman's one on there. Oh, it was seen bad. That one yet. It was bad. It was it was yeah. His life lessons, whatever. Yeah, I did like when he walked out at the beginning. I did laugh. Oh, without no sure. It just like <laughs> out, just walks out. His song was funny, but it was just, it wasn't like it wasn't like <laughs> a Eddie Murphy stand-up or you know one where it was just like a lot of just talking right. and then like a, a joke that's. <laughs> I mean, he's kind of a one note uh, guy. I mean, yeah. yeah, you know, but. But I, I don't know Probably if he was married to the chick from Will and Grace. Yep. Mm-hmm. For a long time. Yeah. I, did, I had no doing, clue. Uh, improv. Really? Interesting. Did not know. Or stage plays. That's what it was, yeah. All right. Here we go. Probably one of the most epic fights we'll talk about right now or on this bracket. Out of the shadows. Batman. Out of the woods. We're still in the shadows. <laughs> John Rambo. Ooh. Rambo versus Batman. What's the arena? <laughs> you, still any, you still have any tech arrows left? Yeah. Yeah, I think... Uh, well, Batman doesn't kill, though, does he? Well, he has to this, in this. This, Batman, to. this yeah. Batman does. This Batman does. He's got the gun. You know, yeah. He's shooting at the Joker. He knows how to get out of people this, at the building so. and stuff like that. Now, if he comes up... Now, Batman, if he sees him, you know, he might be able to like, catch him with a batarang or something like that. Now, right. But Rambo, we've seen him use stealth. He sneaks mm-hmm. up on people and stuff like that. And we know Bat- this Batman cannot turn his neck. So it's <laughs> he has to turn his whole body. That's a good point. Uh, just depends on where they're fighting. They're fighting in an open arena. I'd go Batman, but if it's one of these uh, arenas that we kind of brought up before, where it oops, melts to, <laughs> that was a weird noise. What was that? <laughs> that was the sound of Michael Keaton getting knocked out. That's right. That's what. Uh, but if they're like in this arena that you know adapts where it's like half jungle or half city, something right? I'd go Huge urban probably, arena. Yeah, like Rambo. Probably. And Rambo just, could light up the shadows with those explosive arrowheads. Yeah. Just let yeah. them fly. Because, I mean, of course, it wouldn't just, like we've mentioned before, it would just wouldn't be, no fight would just be a flat-out open space. Right. You know, like much like the very, you know, Bankman versus uh, Pliskin. You know, there would be, right. you know, 
it's hard to describe what it would be. I mean, my right. best explanation would be like the assault course on American Gladiators. Like, there's when, yeah. uh, <laughs> well, when you do, when I listened to the, that episode and they were describing that, I imagine like almost like the training thing from Police Academy, where it's like the, all the buildings, <laughs> yeah, with the doors yeah. and windows and stuff. Yeah, yeah something like, like that. A, a fake city environment and stuff. Yeah, I, that, I mean that that could be that's a excellent facsimile. Hmm. So it, this this is one. This I think is a fight similar to like uh, which one were we talking about earlier that made me think of this. But I can't remember right now, so I'll forget about that. But it could go either way. The pi- this is one. There's a lot of factors. Jason, are you shaking I'm, your head? Uh, I'm not clicking on this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I see. I see someone put a Batman versus Rambo it's three thing. years ago. Yeah, and from the looks of it, it's been four by three. I'm just not clicking on it. <laughs> you know, in the right environment, Batman would take him out. In the right environment, he, Batman wouldn't even see Rambo. Just like in Rambo 2, where he's like invisible against the mud and his eyes open, he cuts that dude's head off. This is, I mean, this is Rambo 2. He's taking out whole armies of yeah. guys and stuff like that. You know, he's got an RPG, he's got his his amazing knife with matches and a compass that everybody wanted. And it's like that knife is on my Amazon wish list. I wanted one so bad. It's when like, I was a kid. Meets, I, I'm, I only saw it in a store one time. I don't even remember what store it was. It wasn't like a department store. It was some random, maybe like a flea market or something. I just sat there and stared at it until my parents came and got me. Yeah. It was like a Christmas story. Yeah, reference like, one of your recent episodes. But just yeah, like, like what, I'm trying to remember all the stuff it came with. Like, like it had matches. A, a, matches. It had the compass in the handle. Didn't have like uh, fishing things. You yeah, like fish, fish, fish hooks and like, all sorts. It's like, it's a bona fide, bona fide survival knife. Right. It's just like, it was just, but, as uh, a kid, I was like, I want this. But, so I mean, like, Rainbow, we seen like I said, seem to take a whole army and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, helicopter, you know, he, he can do everything in this movie. Yeah. Uh, does Batman really, without his vehicles, if they're just kind of going on with their basically what they have on on foot? Yeah. I would go with Rambo. Rambo. I think. See, a lot of people online are giving it to Batman because he has um, bulletproof armor. Not like arrow grenade proof armor well, <laughs> that can blow up like put up large sections of villages. <laughs> And deflect it and go somewhere But also, else. I'm sure people, like, whatever you're looking at, I mean, you know, when you say Batman versus Rambo, for in a, in a general sense... Rambo 4. That's what they have on there. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, most likely Batman. But we're talking about 1989 Batman, Batman versus Rambo First Blood Part 2. And I think yeah, I already, would have to agree with John. I think Rambo would... Yeah, Batman's <laughs> still a rookie in, in that, in 89. Yeah. I mean, of course, you know, Batman trained to be a, a fighter in his environment, but John Rambo, it don't matter Doesn't where matter he is, right. he is, you know, killing people, left, like you said, entire armies with like four arrows, and he's, this is his third arrow. <laughs> Batman's like, where <laughs> he throws his little capsule to disappear, and the arrow just goes through, and <laughs> Batman has lost. There we go. And I can hear people like, fuck you! I love turning Batman. turning off the podcast right now. We'll talk to you later. Forgive us for you know being right. Hey, he's revisited at gmail.com. No, I mean, but if it was any other Batman, well, except for like the Schumacher Batman, yeah, that, you know, yeah, Christian that, well, Bale that Batman or comic Batman or video game Batman, Rambo wouldn't have a chance. But this Batman, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, that, and that's the that's exactly right. That's the point of this. We're talking about these, this movie version because you know there's also the the Rambo from Rambo Four and you know the cartoon Rambo, the video, you know, all these whatever you want to talk about Rambo. But honestly. Like you said, this is Batman can't move his neck. He and in that movie, he relies on the Batmobile. He relies on the Batwing, you know, and his massive gauntlet. That's just a well. You, you know, see, you see him getting like a couple fights. You know, he fights in the bell tower. Yeah, and that black the, dude like nearly kills him. Right, he fights the guys uh, in the sh- in the alley. Yeah. He, he just drops down from the thing and falls <laughs> on the ground. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Without without like uh, the Batwing or the Batmobile, no chance. Yeah, even honestly, I'd be. 
even with the fucking Batwing, just like the Joker takes him out with one, one bullet. Yeah. Rambo's just like... <laughs> <laughs> so Rambo has beaten Batman. And I was kind of... Uh, Oh, it's in the other. There would have, because we, we talked about a couple weeks ago, like the Batman versus Darth Vader video. Right, right. Uh, I was kind of hoping it would work that way out, work that way. Oh. <laughs> it, it could have. It could have, but Batman's yeah. dead because John Rambo killed him. Yeah. So, but, uh, wow. Yeah, we watched, at the episode we mentioned it, we did watch that video, and appropriately, Darth Vader won. Yep. Fuck you, fanboys. <laughs> Vader kills Batman. Did you tell me about the Schumacher Batmans, how they fit into the 89 universe? No. What, like, what is this? Well, it's just some like I a theory or something. You know that the two, the Schumacher Batman's are movies inside the '89 Batman's world, based on, <laughs> on Batman. Batman. <laughs> it was so funny because uh, I was scrolling through Netflix the other day, and they have like you know different genres and stuff like that, action comedy stuff like that. But uh, there was one called Goofy Movies, and they have they have uh, Batman Forever on there. And I was like, wow. It oh, is pretty goofy. Yeah. I'll, I'll reference that movie again. When we talk about our worst movies. It's beca- because they're different actors. They weren't, you know, yeah. the same Batman. Yeah. So it kind of fits. It's like, <laughs> it, oh, does, it makes sense. We're just watching like, a movie that took place in that world. Yeah. This that, is what Michael Keaton, Batman, the real Batman's watching. Like, this is stupid. Right. Directors oh, so in Gotham City somewhere. Somebody could totally edit that in because they, they show scenes where he's, yeah, where he's yeah. Been, they're watching <laughs> the television and yeah. everything. With his glasses and his little. Uh, <laughs> Somebody with some editing skills that has some free time. Yeah. It would be funny. Oh, man. Mm, excuse me. All righty. way to believe those didn't exist. Now, this, is a, <laughs> this next match is a classic. All right. Because you have Frank Drebin, who's bumbled his way to two uh, kills already in the arena. Uh, first over uh, James from Look Who's Talking, and then Mola Ram from Temple of Doom is fighting Ash from Evil Dead 2. Mm, a little bit of comedy fight. But, yeah, comedy fight, but you know, both of them, you know, Drebin more so is accidentally no one's gonna put that you know, right. bumbling into victory. Ash is bravado and like, oh, I guess I'll... But Ash can fight, though, can actually do something, yeah. even though he kind of does stuff by accident, Some at least in Evil Dead 2, in the first his, one. He's got his glove and his chainsaw. In this one, he would have his chainsaw. Chainsaw. He would have a chainsaw hand. Oh, actually, he could have, yeah, he could have, a, he could have a shotgun, too, because Drebin would have his pistol. It's over. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> this would be hilarious to watch for like the twenty minutes it would take for like Drebin to like just happen to keep like, oh my shoes untied. <laughs> you know, ducks the gunshot, you know, whatever, and Ash just gets frustrated and says one of his badass one liners and just takes out Frank Drebin finally. <laughs> yeah, I'd go with that. Finally somebody who can it, like, to him. Like I've listened to like the previous episodes and stuff, and every time he would fight someone I was I wouldn't argue back with it because I was just like, well, it's not really characters, but yeah, you're fighting you fight Ash, you know? Like, yeah, this is, now yeah. He, th- th- this is his first, like, kind of you were saying how Howard had kind of like, you know, I uh, forgot your exact term you used a few minutes ago because I have no short-term memory. Duck food? Uh, what? <laughs> he had an easy... Oh, yeah, yeah, easy schedule. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Drevin, I mean, you know, James from Look Who's Talking. Yeah. Any of us in the tournament could have taken out 90s sure. John Travolta. <laughs> uh, Mola Rom, you know, it's much more comical that Drevin beats him because of... Again, like you said, he's kind of a, he's not like a smart villain. Yeah. I can just see him pulling out his own heart by accident because Drebin <laughs> does something that distracts him and makes him trip and fall on his own hand or something. <laughs> anyway, but this is like, this is like, he's not fighting, Drebin's fighting an A-team. He's fighting a right. starter right, right. in the league and Ashwood. Yeah. <laughs> I can still see him to stop climbing. Away. His body's still walking around like, <laughs> anyway, next round. Uh, 
fresh, you know, drying off his loincloth from uh, killing Mama Jaws, Conan the Destroyer is taking on the very character that he inspired in the form of He-Man. <laughs> because in case you didn't know it, everybody, He-Man toys were originally supposed to be Conan toys, but then mm-hmm. Conan the Barbarian came out and they're like, whoa, he's a little violent, I got a little too many titties in it for us, so we can't use this license. Oh, let's call it He-Man and Masters of the Universe, and history was made. Mm-hmm. So now the original fights its own creation of sorts. Who wins? Dr. Frankenstein <laughs> or Frankenstein? Well, in that case. <laughs> Frankenstein's monster. My take on it is simply this. He-Man is... Conan is a man. He-Man has super strength. Yeah. And... He has the power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enough <it>. said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's an enhanced version of... Conan. I mean, it would be a badass sword fight, but I think it would ultimately come down to just He-Man's... Eventually, they both get disarmed somehow, and then it's just like they have like that wrestling struggle, but then He-Man just breaks Conan's <laughs> arms behind his back and holds his hand. Yeah. It. <laughs> exactly. It look, it look, it, this fight will look very similar to the Hogan versus Warrior match from right. I think WrestleMania three or whatever, right. where they just sit there and do this for like ten minutes, yeah. bringing each other to their knees, and then He-Man just like I've had enough of this, yeah. and would defeat Conan in my opinion. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, if it comes down to Bruce strength, he man's gonna. Anyone with a sword fight, you know, I think again, you know, you have the equivalent of like a girl. You know, I don't mean to be rude, but like a little girl or a little boy mm-hmm. hitting a grown man with right. a sword, like. And he's got a simple broadsword. He's got you know. He's got the. He has the power. Right. Yeah. Sword of Grace. Go. He man takes out his creator, so to speak. Yeah. All righty, here we go. A match I've been waiting to get to again. My 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 horse in this race. The pink one. I mean, the pink one. The purple one. <laughs> Prince himself. Ah, okay. Comes out. Four strings left on his guitar. Yep. Swinging his microphone in one hand. Guitar over his shoulder. At the ready. At the other side, Dar, the Beastmaster. Ooh. This is... Now, Prince is... You know, I would say he's had a pretty easy fight. But sure. we've seen... As we've seen Prince in this competition before, he's pretty bloodthirsty. He goes <laughs> for the kill. He is absolutely unmerciless. But also as an artist, he's kind of upset because he can't quite get those solos he wants anymore. <laughs> yeah, you mean he's, he's lost his lower strings. two strings. Yeah. But you know, Prince is a musical genius, Jesse, and I think you know his in, his innovation on any instrument he plays could lead to some amazing solos before this competition's over. But could he risk another string, that's, or would he rather just die? That's the question. <laughs> would, would he rather have his music be bad or die? Right. And does Dar have his uh, animal companions? I would say, let's see. Last he would have a sword. He would have his. We had his ferrets last time. Yeah. Uh, his eagle. Mm, would Prince have a comparable? His guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Prince has, his, or let's say, Dar has his sword and his ferrets. Prince has his guitar and his microphone. Right. I think uh, Prince's Prince? ride ends here. <laughs> Prince, yeah, Prince is kind of skittish. I think if uh, these two ferrets ran off his legs, he'd freak out and drop everything he had. <laughs> He's stressed about this guitar, too. Yeah, yeah that, that would be on his mind at this point. And then also, a sword is stronger than a guitar. Yeah. So if he attempts to do any sort of blocking or attacking in Dar blocks, his guitar is broken. At that point, Prince is like, oh, no! Like, my music! And, <laughs> and at which point, he would go into a blind rage with his microphone. Yeah. But Dar would just, you know, like the, the ferret who didn't see crawling up him. Yep, and he's got the open access on his butt. <laughs> he has his butt cheeks exposed. <laughs> Two ferrets biting his ass like, ah! 
and then Dar just ends the purple one's reign. At lo- reign of Terra is oh, over. Nice. See what you do there. As <laughs> purple you. blood everywhere. Yeah. There's purple rain. Yeah. Only arena. Rain purple blood. And as he dies, it's like <laughs> for like eight minutes, <laughs> and then he finally expires, and Dar stands alone in the arena. And now he has four guitar strings to use in the future. <laughs> well, half because he saw would, what he did with them. Yeah, so he's like, "Oh, I, I'll need these for later, <laughs> possibly." Interesting tool. All right, four fights left in this round. We move on to Aningo Montoya mm. versus the Wraith. Oh. <laughs> Shotgun Ghost versus Ambidextrous oh, Swordsman. <laughs> when a gun comes into play, it's yeah. just too much. And Aningo Montoya is just a man. You like him? Mean, yeah, he gets. Stab pretty quick and goes down, you know. So, and he's yeah, tough, but he's tough, right. we're not talking, you know, four sword slices. We're talking One shot shotgun pellets. Yeah. So the Wraith would take out Aningo Montoya. Who's going to take the Wraith out? And also, of course, <laughs> if Superman had progressed, obviously the same result would have happened as well. Sure. Superman would kill Aningo Montoya. Uh-huh. He's playing devil's advocate. He on would that. go back in time and kill his father. And then come back. <laughs> <laughs> I killed your father. <laughs> And the whole time, six hand, the whole six time like I like having <laughs> Superman in it simply because I can imagine him as Superman three, uh, evil Superman, right? Five o'clock shadow, drinking, <laughs> swaggering all over the place, <laughs> cocky, just killing people. I'm looking for a man with an S on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's like a couple over there. <laughs> all right, next fight: Luke Skywalker mm. from Return of the Jedi versus Freddy Krueger. Ooh, let's see. I think this would be a very entertaining match. But I think ultimately the Force and a lightsaber would conquer what Freddy could do. Because also, Freddy relies a lot on like mind tricks and like fooling you, so to speak. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Lucas, I'm a Jedi. He has the Force, yeah. Right. He, like, it, it wouldn't fool him like it would Bill and Ted right. or uh, Since he's, John McClane. He's seasoned and stuff like that, especially at this point in Return of Jedi. He's already been through that in Dagobah where he's been tricked. Good point. Like, so he, he wouldn't even hesitate. Yeah. You know? He'd be like, oh, wait, this isn't, you know, taking him out. Mm-hmm. So. It'd be like the end of Freddy versus Jason. He's just holding Freddy's head mm-hmm. and winking. And Freddy winks because he's not really dead. <laughs> but dead enough to the lose force is strong <laughs> with this one. Yeah. All right, moving on. Two more fights left in this bracket. Another pretty easy one. Not much to discuss here unless you could bring something up. We have Ugg the Bounty Hunter from Critters 2. Mm-hmm. Just killed Condor Man. <laughs> yes. Versus, Feathers are still falling. Versus <laughs> Big Bad Darth Vader. Oh, yeah. Not much to say there. Even, I mean, of course, Ugg has his little portable cannon, but I mean... Yeah. Vader wins. I agree. Vader pulls a gun out of his hand. Empire style. Yep. The, hell yeah. Good job. He's killed many bounty hunters. That's true. <laughs> Actually, or he just says, I will pay you to kill the next yeah. person for me. Sends him away. He hires him. All right. Next fight. Let's see. Last one of this round. We have... What's my damn writing? Oh, Mike Danton <laughs> versus Rick Deckard. Rick Deckard. Remind me who that is again. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Oh, right, right, The Blade right. Runner gets Deckard. assassinated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought you said Deckard at first. Because uh, <laughs> my E's are so much like little eyes, it could be Deckard. Deckard. <laughs> who is this Deckard that came in this contest? <laughs> okay. It's Mike Danton. It is. You know, of course. In this universe, <laughs> Of course, you know, Deckard has a gun, mm-hmm. but again, this is you know, this isn't Han Solo, Harrison Ford. This is, you know, depending on which version you watch and which thing theory you 
believe he's either a replicant or he's a human. For this contest, it's the original cut, so he's a human. So, and of course, you know, he gets his butt kicked, but I mean, he's not like, you know, he's sitting there straightening his fingers out and tying them up, but he's still like, you know, gotta shoot you like this. So he's not exactly, he's not, he doesn't have the survivability of of, uh, Indiana Jones. He doesn't have the swagger or the, the cockiness of Han Solo. He's basically just a tough cop, so to speak, versus the one who was born in combat, Mike Denton, who took on an entire army. Deckard took out four replicants. Yeah. Yeah, the little I've seen of this uh, god like Mike Denton, who definitely uh, <laughs> wouldn't stand a chance. Denton moves on. We now have our final 16 competitors. So that's like what? March, March Madness is 16, or what's the... I think, I don't know. <laughs> isn't there something where it's like when it's the final 16? I don't know. I thought it was March Madness. Sweet I don't know. 16. Sweet don't 16. Know. We'll just we'll just say that. That works. Yeah. We have our final 16 competitors, and we will wrap this up next week. But to companionize our last week's discussion at the end, mm-hmm. and to inspire some discussion for the listeners at home, last week we all mentioned you know, some of our favorite films of 2014, as we're now in 2015. But now we get to talk about the worst ones, the ones that... Immediately after watching, we wish we could rip our eyes out of our skulls, forget what we just saw. Get a man in black. Get back the yeah, S- super neuralizers. <laughs> super, oh, I'd take one of those. <laughs> uh, you know, get our t- lost time back. So hopefully, if you haven't seen any of these, our words of pleading will save you time <laughs> of your life to be better spent watching one of the movies we talked about at the end of last week's episode. So I'll go ahead and start off. With my top... Actually, no. Guess first. I went first last time. How rude of me. (laughs) Southern Hospitality, everybody. Uh, This was a movie that I didn't even pay to see. It It was totally free, and I still (laughs) felt like it was a waste of time. (laughs) And I was excited for it. Just, like, the the trailer for it looked interesting. Uh, The actors and the people that were in it, like, it it seemed like a a perfect mix. It's uh, Knights of Badassium. I didn't like that either. Uh, And uh, I saw it on Netflix. I was just like... I was hope... I I really hoped it would be funny because of who was in it and kind of like what you said, like, the whole... Right, uh, LARPing things always entertaining. Right, it was like a uh, LARPing film, and you got a uh, I can never remember the name of the guy from Peter uh, Dinklage. Well, not Peter or, Dinklage, the other guy from oh, uh, the, uh, True Blood. Um, don't watch it, so I'm not sure which one it is. Yeah, um, I don't watch True Blood either, so I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, like LARPers go out and they basically uh, summon a demon, uh, a succubus. Yeah, I mean you had uh, Peter Dinklage, which I. I will stand down. I think one of the best actors alive. You know, yeah, just fantastic. Steve Zahn, which I love him in it, pretty much everything he's in. Yeah, he's, he's and, one of those st- like yeah. When you watch him in a movie, he's always good, and entertaining. He's sort of like uh, he's like one of those actors you, like a lot of people know. Oh yeah, that dude from like that other movie, but they don't know who his name. The first movie I ever seen him in that I loved was uh, Suburbia. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, but anyway, yeah, this movie like had all this stuff going for it. And it just failed to deliver. And the funny thing about it, when I was watching it and like kind of just knowing a little bit about it, you could tell it was like they had delayed it for so long. So I mean, I want to say it might have been made like in 2011 or 12. It was, but wow. they pushed it out. It just came out this year. And spoilers, because we're not gonna. Uh, uh, Peter <laughs> yeah, Dinklage yeah. is killed off in it pretty quick, and uh, it's, <laughs> had to get back to the set of Game of Thrones season right. two. <laughs> but the end is so bad. It was like. Super B movie special effects yeah, and stuff. Yeah, like really bad. Really, just, really. And just overall, just forgettable, terrible, and had so much promise for it. You know? Yeah. But yeah, terrible movie. Sucks. Hated it. I would agree. 
not on my list, but 100%. It was, I don't know, it's just like, uh, we waste enough time talking about it. Let's leave it at that. It's on yeah. Netflix. If you want to watch it, I would second John's opinion. Don't. It's like not worth your Netflix time. And it's not worth having it in your recently watched queue. Because that's just embarrassing. Yep. Someone you know, sees that. I mean, I mean, you know, mine's linked to my Facebook account. So even though it says, like, don't share this, it doesn't share it anyway. So mm. I don't understand why it does that. But anyway, <laughs> my number five, and I think it might be on your list too, is The Amazing Spider-Man Part oh, 2. So disappointed with that. <sighs> now, the first, we mentioned on this podcast before, but the first movie, the first time I saw it, I was like, it's okay. But then Stars played it. It was the movie of the week, to use that phrase again, this episode. Uh, and then after I watched it a couple of times, I was like, this is actually, I really like this movie. It took a couple of viewings, but I ended up like really liking it. So, needless to say, you see the trailer for Amazing Spider-Man 2, I'm like, oh man, Rhino. You know, unfortunately, the shoehorn of the Green Goblin in it, which is kind of, you uh, and, uh, who am I missing? Electro, duh. Electro, yeah. Uh, Kind of like, you know, when you see the trailer for Spider-Man, they're like, okay, now what? they're adding too many villains now. It's, that's like the Batman Forever syndrome. <laughs> yeah. And it's just well, like, eh. But it still looks so good. Like, trailer shows all this action. I'm like, yes. Yeah, the trailer, uh, the trailer like, super excited me and stuff. Yeah. Like, I, was, I was invested. I was all in and stuff. Man. Definitely. And especially, just, like, you, you see him swing, swinging through the air with the manhole, manhole cover. Manhole dodging the rockets. And, and it's just yeah, like, Electro's, like, popping up and blasting them and stuff. You're like, this, there's no way this can be bad. Yeah. And how wrong we could No, be. it's just, I was so disappointed with it. And one of the big things about it is they had scenes that they showed in the trailer that weren't in the movie. Yeah. Because when I'm watching it, one of the scenes that I was waiting for the whole time is where uh, Harry is talking to uh, Peter and he basically tells him, uh, we've been following you and stuff yeah. like that. And he has a, that doesn't happen in the movie like that. Mm-mm. And I'm like during that scene, they're sitting there talking in that room and I'm like, oh, here comes the scene. <laughs> and then like he's walking out. I'm like, no, no, turn around so you can have that awesome <laughs> scene. And it doesn't happen. And I mean... The stuff that I, this, that I did like, I, I did like the Gwen Stacy thing. I, knew, I mean, obviously, as a comic fan, I knew yeah, it was coming. you knew it was mm-hmm. coming. But uh, the stuff, that was cool. I like. I mean, visually-wise and everything and stuff, I, I love the new look for the costume, mm-hmm. uh, how they changed it up and made his eyes bigger and stuff yes, like that. Yes, I've waited for that for so long. Uh, the rhino was a smart change for it, even though he's not in the movie, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I think the goblin's fine. I like his look. You know, it's better than the cartoonies they worked it in like to where it made sense as to right. why he looked that way and everything and i mean they planted seeds for stuff to come which now is probably not, probably gonna, not happen, gonna happen right? yeah unfortunately but uh what I, I didn't like electro at all i thought electro like and when he was uh, on the scenes and like they have all this like stuff playing i thought like something was going wrong with the audio in the theater because it's just like all this like <laughs> yeah music playing and stuff but the yeah it's just the biggest thing that bothered me about electro was it was batman and robin I'm going to go fix this thing up here. And then it just falls. Way, he falls into a pit of electric eels, and that makes him electro. Who left this open? Yeah, yeah like, you know, oh, Tom, you know, I think, wasn't it like two dudes like, oh, we got to go to lunch or something? Yeah, really and bad. It, I mean, it was just so, it was it just, just stupid. It took me out of it immediately. It reminded me, more, honestly, it reminded me of the Riddler character from Forever, Batman Forever. How he's like, you know, the scientist working oh, at this right, company, right. and then all of a sudden, you know, the accident makes him this thing. No. And it's like similar to you when they were sh- that scene from the trailer with uh, Peter and uh, Harry, the whole the whole time you know the biggest thing in the trailer you know the the what the trailer ends on is him fighting Rhino in the suit and like you wait and this is a movie. long movie this is like an, I think the movie like an hour, two and hours two and a half hours maybe I mean, it felt like ridiculously long, but uh, you know it's getting like pretty much over and then like the last two minutes of the movie is exactly what you see in the trailer mm-hmm. and it goes to black. I think oh, right, right, yeah, I was so mad. right where the trailer ends is where the movie ends. I'm like, what? There, uh, I've waited for this the entire movie for like this fight scene. The thing that you're watching right there was pretty funny because uh, they're showing Gwen Stacy 
looking surprised that she's Valley Victorian, but she's wearing the wearing, wearing the sash. <laughs> now, like their chemistry between those two, I, I think I'm disappointed that Andrew Garfield is not going to be Peter Parker or Spider Man because yeah. I thought he was fine. Uh, I love them as Spider Man, and also, uh, you know, like you said, the whole Gwen Stacy thing that was to me the best part of the movie, but it took so long to get there. Like the visual of uh, where he shoots the web to save her. And the web's coming out, and as it's expanding, it looks like, it looks a, like hand. a hand. I yep. was like, "Oh, that that is so awesome!" And like, the, I enjoyed watching it, like being living like vicariously. Yeah. When I watched it with other people, because I knew that Gwen and Stacy was going to yeah. die. Mm-hmm. There was you know, no stopping that. So, <laughs> just the oh my gosh, she died. Yeah, of course. My mom was crying, and like that scene, like their like you said, their chemistry when she's dead and he's like crying over. Her. I mean, they're dating in real life, so I mean, right. It's almost like he's not acting. You know, I thought it was a great, it was a powerful moment. But guess what? I just suffered for two hours and ten minutes of absolute nonsense. <laughs> it would, it, and honestly, a good way to compare it too is that it's like uh, Iron Man three, or should I say, Tony Stark one? Right. It was, you know, which is fine, but there was no balance. It was all, it was just ugh, like like you had such high hopes for it. And, and this, the other thing is, I, I thought they were going to do something really awesome with uh, Norman Osborn. Yeah. Like they were building it up, building it up, and he just croaks, man. Yeah, looks like I'm dead. His nasty fingernails, death going very. (laughs) I was expecting they would do. I don't know if you ever read the Ultimate Spider-Man. How like the Green Goblin was like almost like Hulky. Oh yeah, I I thought they were going to that. I was like, oh, this is gonna be awesome. Like you're gonna think Harry's the Goblin, but then it's gonna turn out Norman's not dead, and it's you know awesome. Because one thing, did Mark Webb direct this one too? Mark Webb, yeah, and I'll. Because he like his scenes of Spider-Man in the air and everything are like right out of comic books. It's like. It's phenomenal. He like he's he's fantastic. Like it's this, just the this. web swinging. Uh, I used to use uh, the first Amazing Spider-Man as like a, uh, almost like a demo thing to show like 3D to my friends and stuff. Yeah, because uh, the oh, scene where he's swinging first at, person, where he's swinging at the end, like they move the cranes. Oh and yeah, he swings his feet will come out the screen and, and come back down. And oh, stuff that's like that. awesome. Mm-hmm. And even in the beginning of this one, they have the scenes where like when he's falling and swinging and stuff. That is amazing. Like no pun intended, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> if only the movie was truly amazing. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that was my. Uh, whoops! Keep hitting just the same like, cords. I don't know. Just like some bad like decisions, like on editing and like the plot on it and stuff like that. Because from the stuff that was on the trailer, it looked like strong, and it just looked like they just decided to put all this other shit in for like yeah. the Sinister Six movie, and it just it messed it up. So definitely, I 100% agree on that. Um, one of the movies. Now this is. Uh, movie that I, I thought was gonna be funny it kind of the trailer looked kind of silly and stuff like that but uh i was literally falling asleep watching it many many ways to die in the west no i turned uh, it off just like i didn't feel like wasting any more time watching it i uh yeah it was just terrible like just it was the family guy jokes and stuff like that yeah. but you know i liked i thought ted was pretty funny at first mm-hmm. you know a good movie for what it was yeah yeah uh so i kind of hoped a little bit more you know seth mcfarlane going on you got uh, all these different actors, you know, uh, I can't think of his name right now. Um, Liam Neeson. T- Liam Nelson in it and all stuff like that. Yeah. It's going to be fun to see him doing this kind of role. Yeah. No. Nah. It's an awful movie. It was terrible. And the first, my first exposure to it, my first time when I tried to watch it, they had a, uh, it was just kind of funny and I should have left it there. They had a, a teaser you could watch for it. And it was like, watch a m- one minute of a million ways to die in the West. <laughs> so it starts off and it's the intro. And it stops right before the movie starts. So I, sh- I should have just left it. Left it right there. there. Yep. I'm good. <laughs> But yeah, terrible. I agree. Movie. Like I usually like comedies. I usually I rarely see in a theater. Oh, I, I like, can't stand watching them in a the theater because uh, people like laugh at everything. Yeah, and even if it's not funny. Exactly. But sometimes you know, like uh, sometimes like wa- watching Borat for the first time in a theater was like one of the funniest things ever, just because of everybody. Sometimes right. you can feed off of that if the movie's of a certain caliber. 
But uh, because but when this we saw the trailer for this being autumn, we were like, oh, like you know, Liam Neeson, Neil Patrick Harris, like what a cast. Right, right. I mean, I, I'm not a Family Guy person, but I was like. Oh, that's gonna be all. That's gonna be hilarious. I go back and forth. Like when Family Guy was first coming going on, and like went off Fox, I was really a big fan. And then it became just you know one trick pony. You yeah, know, like, this reminds me of a time, or this is you know this is just like the time. <laughs> that's just like, like the time we did this. Exactly. So yeah. And then I, I started watching. I uh, started like an American Dad a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then recently, I've kind of been like sticking my toe back in the water and watching some Family Guy uh, here and there on Netflix and yeah. Hulu and stuff. And. Still, it's the same thing, but you know, every once in a while they'll have a, a gem a of really a joke. Really good one, yeah. Yeah, that you'll laugh Find at. Find a diamond in the rough. Right. No, I agree. Uh, my number four, and actually, I, I didn't finish this movie, but my fr- this made the list because my friend told me what happens in the end. But it's Pompeii. Oh. And you didn't know what happened at the end? <laughs> no, like, I, I said, like how the movie oh, ended. I, should I, say. I, I, I knew the it. volcano blew up. Uh, and in fact, because we went to Europe, and I, I've been to Pompeii, and I was like, I watched this after we got back. I was like, oh, let's, you know, I'm, it's. You know, it's the dude that did Resident Evil, I think, directed it. So I was like, it's gonna, it's not historical, but you know, it's still fun to watch. So, oh right. yeah, we've been there. Look what they're, look how stupid this is. Didn't go into it thinking it was good at all. No expectations, but uh, three fourths of the way through, it was like, nope, stop. Put in something different. It was so bad. And uh, you know, I, I love Game of Thrones. I don't think Kit Harrington's like a bad actor, but he's definitely like. The same person, kind of like y'all were talking about on one of y'all's episodes recently. Like actors who are sort of like the same person and everything. He's the same person. He's just mopey, some mopey dude that doesn't want to be a hero. Right, starring him and co-starring his abs. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) But then my friend told me, he's like, I'm like, dude, I didn't finish it. It was just so bad. He's like, like, it's so good you didn't finish it. Because in the end, they they outrun the volcano like all this time. And then they stop and they realize they cannot run it any further. And they just like kiss. And then it disintegrates. It showed that on the trailer. But... but, uh, it's so funny because like 10 plus years ago um, when Titanic was like big and everything, so it's longer than that. But yeah. um, <laughs> one of my friends like made a joke and he was like, man, they should make more of these movies like where it's just hopeless ends. And he, like Pompeii was one of the movies he's like, man, they should make Pompeii. But one of the other ones he said, like, they should make a Hindenburg movie where like these two people fall in love with <laughs> a Hindenburg. Hindenburg. <laughs> and like, they're like, you smell something? The funny thing about that movie would be is that because like the only person that died in the Hindenburg was like one person on the ground, right? So like the whole movie, like people are thinking this couple's gonna die, and they're just like, they just yeah, we're alive. <laughs> and then like it shows them like later they like they get married, they get divorced, they hate each other. You <laughs> some like that'd be a, that'd be a great Seth MacFarlane comedy. Yeah, so, you know, an unexpected. You gotta cast movie. this movie. <laughs> that would be awesome. But Pompeii number four, don't waste your time with it. Kiefer Sutherland's and I like Kiefer Sutherland. But like you know, he plays a Roman, and it's just like, you're, dude, you're Jack Bauer, right? right. You're, you're you're not even trying to be anything. It's just flat out bad. Uh, one of my uh, my number is four, no three, three. My number three uh, is a movie that like I was so excited for when it was coming out and stuff like that. Like, just the cast on it. I mean, it's this is probably one of the best casts I've seen in the movie in years and years. Um, Monuments Men. It, haven't seen it yet. It's on my DVR, but or excuse me. It's on, I don't have a DVR anymore, but it's on my method to watch movies. I mean, like, I just haven't watched it Clooney, yet. Damon, Bill Murray, Bill Murray, Kate Blanchett, John Goodman. Yeah. I mean, that dude can't do any wrong for me. Uh, there's somebody else in there, too. But it's just, it's just boring. Really? Like, yeah, it's just, just, uh, you know, I thought it was going to have this awesome chemistry, but, but it's just, it's just pretty boring. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I tried, I, I wanted finishing it, but uh, it, it took a while. Nothing redeeming about it? Not even worth, like, one watch? I mean, it's just... Your recommendation is to skip it because I'm gonna go, uh, I'm going to I mean, delete it off go, my flash drive. 
Mm. If you like his actors, I mean, maybe see uh, that. Like the uh, the settings and like you know like the production and stuff on it is really well done, but I mean for what they had to work with and you know it it fell to and it was a big it was like kind of like Spider Man Spider Man mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say it's a terrible movie but it's just such a disappointment for what they yeah. they they hyped up and like you know were bringing to the you know mm-hmm. with that like look what this is and like oh and then you taste it and it's like Ugh. right right yeah it's a uh, <laughs> <laughs> King cake and you bite into the baby right away. You know, it's just like, oh, it's gonna be amazing. Oh my god, I broke my truth. Now I taste blood and cinnamon and sugar. I will take your word for it, my friend. It was the greatest uh, art heist in history. Yeah. That's the tagline. I was hoping. I was like, it's gonna be Ocean Elevens and <laughs> you know, in World War Two with a, arguably a better cast. Ocean uh, Six. That far back. <laughs> Before it was the left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My number three, and we kind of touched on this last episode, but mine is Need for Speed. Now, I agree completely. The thing, the reason I want to see it, A, play the games. B, I heard, like, it's there's not much CG. It's They try to do everything they could, practical effects, and that part was amazing. But the whole plot of the movie, it just had me shaking my head like, no, no. No, it, 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 okay, you, you've seen it. Oh, there's that scene we were talking about. I'll but uh, <laughs> the part, it's just like they had that fuel truck. Like oh, they're in the Mustang. The yep. Like we, we can't stop. We got to get to the East Coast or we got to get to California, wherever the race starts. But they have a fuel truck. They're, they're in the fastest Mustang ever built. But this big ass fuel truck catches up to them. There we go, watching the scene right now. Mm. And we got to refuel while we're moving. Like, yeah. It, 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 it just. Whoa, whoa, you could have stopped and filled up faster than that or whatever, but. Uh, yeah, it was like a Top Gun mid, mid-flight fuel. But honestly, if I, I expected it to be a little more, because of the hearing about the practical effects, I mm-hmm. thought like the plot was maybe going to be a little more grounded. Right. And so then going into it, and it was like... That was your biggest sin for the movie? No, no, no. <laughs> that's just like, that was the, that was the, this was the first part. I was just like, no, oh, God. Because I was about to say, that it has to be the winch, like the, the chain. Oh, God, that's, that, that roof <laughs> going in the car. Yeah. Right. It's really bad. But... Now, I, I, I mean, it's one that I watched all the way through completion. I'm not necessarily sad that I saw it or like, oh, my money, but I didn't pay for it. But, you know, but it was just like, I really went into it with the wrong frame of mind, thinking it was going to be a little more serious than it was. Right. Based on the trailer, especially, because, like, you know, all the action. And the whole scene where his brother, friend dies was so ridiculous. Oh, right, right. <laughs> I know? saw I, I called that right away, right, right when it happened. Oh, like, God, yeah. I was like, they have to, they have to give this guy a purpose. And yes. I was like, what's going to... Right as soon as they, they they started to do that, I was like, oh, I know what it's gonna be. Mm. But, but I mean, as uh, bad as it was, I was I like seeing it was a different Aaron Paul. Yeah, right. It, you know, he wasn't. And that's that's one of the worst scenes too. <laughs> oh, this one is. Yes. <laughs> so many worst oh, scenes. It's it's bad. But well, like it did throw me for a loop too, because like the whole thing with the Mustang and stuff like yeah. that. You know, like. Uh, you think that's going to be like the car for the whole movie? Yeah, and then, and then it's like, like nope. Yeah, you you have to use the car that killed your friend right, to right. beat Howard Stark. Played the hell out of these games though. I did too. <laughs> games are awesome, especially and, Need for Speed and Black. The, the where they car chase actors. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was one of those like this, this is terrible, but it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, the gameplay I really enjoyed. In the, oh yeah, the open Need for city. Speed Three Hopper Suit is one of the greatest games Hop- of all time to me. Wow, so many memories. Me is and my brother. It was the first one where you, I think you could play as the, the cops. cops. Mine was the one right before that, uh, and that was the one I actually that pissed me off the most too, because it was back in the day, <laughs> kids, where they had memory cards for your games, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we were playing. It was Need for Speed High Stakes, 
and they had a thing where you could wave yes. through your, your pink slips. Yes. And uh, me and my friend were playing, and we're going head to head. And uh, he came, and basically you would uh, you would wager cards, and it would take them off the memory cards. You couldn't copy it. It was one of those rare games that copied. Like it I like hated those. And uh, it would take your cards off the memory card. So if you turn your system off, you're just screwing yourself. <laughs> and uh, whoever won, it would put the move the car into their memory card. Oh, so wow. my friend came over and took every freaking car I had. <laughs> just, like I left me like with the like little starter like beamer oh, and stuff. Wow. And I was like, ah, oh, damn it, I hate this game. <laughs> But I played since the original Need for Speed, which when it was called Road and Track Presents. Yeah. And uh, that was on the 3DO. Jeez. Wow. But, yeah, I remember because that game had like a uh, had like a little guy, some too cool for school guy that would talk to you between the breaks <laughs> and stuff. And I'll never forget, like, you could probably pull up a Need for Speed uh, shit talk uh, <laughs> if they have that scene. No, shift, shift, shift. shift. Uh, oh, yeah. They think I said type, shift talk. Oh, type uh, Need for Speed taunt. Maybe that'll do it. If not, then we'll give it up. No. But they had this guy, like, in between races, he'd be like, man, if you lose, he'd be like, oh, you came so close, blah, blah, blah. And, like, he'd always just, like, rub it in your face. And, face. You, and you wanted to beat him. And there's this one, it was three courses. And each course had three different parts. And the last one, I think it was, like, California. That's the first game. And I love the cockpit view. It was so fun. Yeah. But, uh, it's like a road rash. Whenever, yeah, sketching. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I finally beat that race, I was like, yes, in your face, man, in your face. And then he comes out and he's like, oh, cool, you beat me. You beat me. He's like, put your high score in, man, be immortalized. Wait, I'm in the video game. I'm immortal. You're going to die. And I'm going to live on in this video game. I was like, you son of a bitch. He gets the last laugh. Yep. So that's, all right. So my. Wow, I remember these levels. Holy shit. I remember when you saw the reflections on the cars and stuff. Oh, yeah, it was so amazing. Oh, that looks a lot crappier than in my memory. <laughs> in my memory, it still like, looks good to me. Awesome. Like for because me, and my brother, Monty for Speed story is Far Three Hot Pursuit. We play split screen, oh, yeah. and uh, we always just me versus him out running the cops. And it was the like the last level you could select. It was like the docks or something, and and it's gonna sound fun, even funnier because I'm calling it the docks. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, we would always you know this is PlayStation One era. But I had a. This was when you know we had CDs. We didn't have digital music, so we'd put on a CD or whatever, and just listen to real music while we're playing the game. And we'd always listen to Bon Jovi's greatest hits. Nice, nice. So you know yeah. it's, you know, uh, we're listening to uh, "Living on a Prayer," and then me and my brother are having this this the greatest race in Need for Speed Three history. I kid you not. And like the finish, I, I can illustrate it for my friends here, but I'm trying to do my best to describe it at home. But the, we're, I'm like coming in right at the finish line. And of course, I can I can see in my rear view that my brother's like right. I mean, it's just going to be down to the what, uh, split second. What cars were you? Using? I was in the yellow Lamborghini. Okay. I don't remember the names or anything. He was in the red one, whatever it was. I, just, I remember the here's why I remember the colors because right before the finish line's a ramp, and I kind of like power slid into the ramp, so I didn't hit the ramp. Mm-hmm. But I see him here. I see him hit the ramp, and then I can't see him. But right at this, I'm going like the finish line's literally like inches in front of me, and I see his hood come over my my uh, top right. You know, into my into my screen, but literally an inch before the uh, the finish line is a light pole. Oh, he literally slams. Light poles don't bend in this game. Right, right. he hits the light pole and bounces back, and I win the race. Nice. It, was, it was one of the greatest moments of my gaming life against my brother. Like, yeah, bitch, my, yeah. You know, you can't let little it. brother little brother beat you. You know, in a, in, a, in any game. But that that was my Need for Speed story. But. If you like you know, if you like car movies, I'm sure you'd like this. I'm not a car person. No. Uh, in fact, we were watching uh, some movie at the theater, and the new uh, Fast and the Furious trailer came on. Oh god! And I'm like, 
I'm like, <laughs> okay. like trying not to laugh aloud and disturb people next to me. That I'm, might be morbid here, but uh, when that trailer came out and they got the scene where like he dies for the car oh, and stuff God. like that, I was like, they could have just had him miss and they could have just like finished the movie. Yeah. Like, they wouldn't have to like. <laughs> no, <laughs> big dramatic part. Have you seen the trailer, Jesse? For, uh, no. Okay, well, the scene John's talking about. Oh, oh, God. It's so ridiculous. Paul Walker's on a car going off a cliff or something. A bus. Like a bus. Uh, well, he jumps, like, to, you know. Slow motion. And then his, I, I think Michelle I Rodriguez yeah, slings yeah. the car half off the cliff, and he grabs the spoiler as the car spins yeah. out and slings him back onto the cliff. That would have been the moment. They well, they out. said, uh, I think they're doing two more or whatever. And oh, wrap God. It up. But the the director for the, I mean, he, he makes flashy action movies. Yes. It's a, uh, he, uh, <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm kind of scared about it, but he's going to be directing a new Star Trek. Really? He's doing Star Trek 3. Justin, uh, Justin, something. yeah. Wong or something? Or? So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's some, because it's a dude that, uh, I mean, he can make some awesome action and stuff yeah, like that. I mean, so. I can't lie, like, the last Fast and the Furious movie I saw was Fast Five, because I, th- I think that was the first one with The Rock in it. Well, yeah, as soon as they realized they need to take these movies to heist, turn them into heist films and yeah. stuff, and, you know, all about family, family, family. Yeah, whatever that means <laughs> right, <yes. laughs> to those people. Uh, then, yeah, but yeah, because yeah. uh, then I saw Fast. I mean, I'll see anything with The Rock. So the second GI Joe, because The Rock was in, and he did me wrong. So the recent Hercules movie, and he did me wrong again. But I still love you, Rocky. Uh, still, <laughs> I, I mean, I will see the new Fast and the Furious. Not in the theater. I get free tickets to movies because my friend worked at a theater. I'm not even going to waste one of those to see that movie in a theater. But I will watch it on Netflix or you know the other way on the DL. No, right, right. You know. Uh, but anyway, I'm sorry. Was it we talking about your movie? Are <laughs> you still talking about no, mine? No, that was yours. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. My number three. I think I'm on number two. Yeah. Uh, my number two, uh, King of All Monsters. No. Godzilla. I just because well, I say Godzilla. It was the movie. I enjoyed it. I own it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going for like biggest disappointments of the year mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Because I, except except for like the, the very end. I mean, there's just I didn't care about the human drama so much. Yeah. Uh, I don't even remember what they call it the, the Mutos or whatever. Right? Yeah, Mutos. Yeah, I want to. I want to. This movie's called Godzilla. Yeah, I want Godzilla in the movie, and you know, Price of Mission is worth it for the last last act and stuff like that, like last half. But overall, like, I want more of that and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I mean, if they keep making sequels, I mean, Godzilla. There's the moment right there. Oh, when you first see. Him. Yeah, like in the theater, just like. Oh yeah, in the theater was the funny thing about when we saw in the movie, it was so damn loud and stuff like yeah. that. And the part where he screamed, uh, I think I can't remember when it came out, but she was probably like six months pregnant and stuff. And I was like, I bet you the baby heard that. <laughs> the first thing she ever heard was Godzilla roar. I mean, like when I was in the movie and like you see his, I start his tail like it starts lighting up and you're kind of like, what the hell? Oh my oh, god! Yeah. Yes. But I I'm knew just no on, fight was like, over till that happened. <laughs> I'm just I don't like, think they were gonna do that in the movie. Right, right. But like on rewatches, on my first watch. Loved it, absolutely loved it, and stuff like that. But when I rewatch it, I'm just like, oh my god! Fast forward, let's put, let's get to, <laughs> let's get to the, some more Godzilla, and like all the stuff like that you're showing right here. This is all Godzilla scenes, right? It's less than eight minutes, exactly. That's like somebody talked about Transformers. I think want to say, out of all the Transformers movies, there's like forty minutes of like robot. Uh, comp. Yeah, out of three or four, four movies, me, four two and a half hour movies, there's would you, for like forty minutes of actual right. Transformers. And the rest is all. <laughs> Bullshit. Now, are you a are you a Godzilla fan? Like of the old oh, absolutely, ones? absolutely. Because like, my, my my only argument against that is because I am too, mm-hmm. and that's sort of the formula for it. Right. Is that you know? No, I, I I'm not disagreeing. I would have loved two and a half hours of nothing but that. But the trailer, when you saw the trailers and stuff like that, they made you you know like it was going to be Godzilla. Yeah. You know, and when that I'll tell you like. 
I, I bought my ticket like the day I saw that one trailer where he, uh, <laughs> they show like the, uh, the one flying over. Oh, yeah. And then you see Godzilla kind of like rise up so, and look. I was like, oh my God. I was like, <laughs> sold. There you go. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> so, I'm like, like I said, I'm, I'm not saying this is a bad movie. I'm just going by my disappointments. Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk sh shit movies, we can. There's <laughs> plenty of that. Yeah. That's what I'm talking. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, I would just play Devil's Advocate. I loved, I loved it. Uh, I'm not, again, I'm not disagreeing with you. I would have loved m nothing more than more. It left me wanting more, and I do think they could have done more. But to me, it was just, it was just like an old Godzilla movie. Yeah, I mean, but I'll, I think that's what that turned a lot of people off of it too, just because they they were expecting the same thing, right? And I, I've seen all the Toho stuff like that. Even like, uh, I mean, when I was a kid. There's like four Godzilla movies to me, you know. Like yeah. I was like Son and Godzilla, uh, Son and Godzilla. The one CBS would show over, over. And then as I got older, I was like, Oh my God! There's all these like other 18 ones. Of them. Yeah, and I, I watched them all, you know. But like going into this, I was like, All right, it's the new Godzilla, and you know, it's no Matthew Broderick crap in this. Yeah, because they showed yeah. more Godzilla in that one, way more. But I mean, there was he didn't have any adversaries. Yeah, yeah. Just nothing to fight, you know. Just walking around just the city. Some, some Gene Reno. <laughs> all right, my number two, Nicolas Cage, Left Behind. Filmed right here, not not ver not very far from where we are talking. Ten from here. Yeah. Not seen it. Don't like. Okay. Only. Well, like, I mean, you like have a drinking game with it, like just to take shots anytime somebody says the word Christian or God. <laughs> See, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't. I couldn't make myself watch it because. Uh, nope. I need like super crazy, over the top Nicholas Cage, and from from the little things I heard about it, it was just kind of. I mean, like he's very like. I hate to use the term normal for the most, yeah, dude. but you see that part of him come out a little bit like when he gets excited, which mm -hmm. yeah, I guess that's just him. But, you know, I watch this movie simply because it's filmed around here and it's got Nicolas Cage in it. Right. And it's, it is, it, it's, it's worse than like Sharknado. Wow. Like, and I mean, I mean that from a production standpoint and stuff like that. Like, it's so funny because like this chick here, little Christian Bell wanna, Kristen Bell wannabe, mm -hmm. uh, they're at the mall of Louisiana, which I'm sure you've been to, John. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's right here in town, like. She's on the second floor by the carousel, and all of a sudden a car crashes through, like the window, like it crashed into the mall, and it, it adds another dimension because I know these places where these people are talking. It's like right, right, that right. can't happen. That's on the second floor, and it's but like the whole rapture scene is so bad, it, it it's so laughable. The whole movie's laughable. The terrible effects. I mean, there's terrible. nothing good about this film. Is this the whole movie. Period. This is the whole movie on YouTube. Uh, they put this white effect, I guess, so with the sensors won't find it. To know where who leaked it. Yeah, <laughs> they, they'll the make more money off of prosecuting yeah. piracy for this movie than the box office. But, but it is absolutely terrible. And the uh, oh, I was about to say something like uh, I lost my complete train of thought because we're actually watching. Oh, <laughs> you know, I don't have any on. problem with anybody doing a movie about anything. They can do a movie about atheism, they can do a movie about Christianity, about uh, Islam, or is you know, uh, I dug Noah. You know, just watched Exodus. Uh, but th this movie is so heavy-handed. Mm -hmm. Like, the first, like, yeah, see, you're, you're 33 minutes, and I think the rapture might have just happened. And that's, yeah, like, the entire, like yeah. So, basically, it takes 30 minutes of this hour and 40-minute movie before the rapture even happens. And that's the whole point of the movie. But anyway, the first 30 minutes are, like, this blonde-haired chick going to these different people talking about, God, my mom's so, like... Or like, why don't you talk to you? Like Nicholas Cage talking to her. Why don't you talk to your mom? I can't, because all his mom wants to talk about is God, God this, God that. And then she meets this movie star or, te or television show dude. Hey, thanks for like helping me out back there. Blah blah. blah. What's wrong? Oh, I don't want to talk to my mom about God. Oh, like man. so, the yeah. that's the first thirty minutes of the movie. It's it, like nobody talks like this. Right. right. So it's like it's already like 
you know, here's a sledgehammer swinging towards your head with the message of this film. Why not just like try to have some semblance of a normal film? Is that Mini Me? No, it's the <laughs> other dude that's in like Pirates of the Caribbean. And yeah, yeah. The, the other, the new Mini Me, I guess you could call. The tough looking Mini Me. Yeah, he was in uh, Mirror get, Mirror and some other stuff. Does he get left behind? No. <laughs> But then, like, the people on the planet, it's bad. Again, do a drinking game where anytime somebody talks about, has a religious discussion, take yeah, a shot or something. Poisoning. Yeah, you probably would. Yeah. You'd probably die in the first 30 minutes. But it is absolutely, again, even though, you know, I watched it, like I said, because it was filmed around here. So I, all these places, like, oh, I've been there. I've been there. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it's so bad. She climbs to the top of the, the bridge right down the road from you, Jesse, like, to commit suicide. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Like, I remember and when it's, they closed the bridge for that garbage. Oh, it's, it's just... <laughs> And she, and then like all of a sudden because she's so high, because her her father Nicholas Cage is in a plane, and she's on the ground the whole time. She climbs up to the bridge, and that's when she finally gets a cell phone reception to talk to Nicholas Cage right before she's about to jump. Now, um, I was about to ask what this movie. Do they like say where it takes place in this movie? Like when you watch it, they like. Uh, you know, I didn't pay that like close attention. Ambiguous, to like. I, I I mean they I don't think they say like exactly where because uh, a movie that. Uh, I like it. It's it's kind of dry. It's it's got a was a Jeff lives at home. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they filmed some of that. Yeah. around here, but they also did some in New Orleans around New Orleans. Yeah, every yeah. time I go to New Orleans and we go right past uh, Middendorf's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's that scene where like on the interstate where he jumps off and that's where they land the boat because you can see it in the background. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, my uh, one of my good buddies, he uh, he uh, he sent me a picture. He was like when they were filming the scene with the uh, car crash. Yeah, like that was like right down the street from his house. Wow. And he's like, dude. He's like, I just oh, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Jason Siegel. Yeah, he's like, Jason, I just saw Jason Siegel and they're doing something over there. I was like, really awesome. Because I was halfway through that movie and my wife's like, is that a cat's bus behind him? I'm yeah. like, it is. And they <laughs> yeah. immediately like, IMDb. Like, yeah, I mean, they don't film a lot. Like when I was a kid, uh, I can't remember the name of the movie, but they filmed uh, something with, I don't want to say it was Kathleen Turner and Dennis Quaid. And it was like right down Oh, the, Undercover Blues? Yeah, it was right by my house. Because really? uh, they did a, my dad actually had to, my dad uh, was the chief of the uh, fire department when oh, I was growing wow. up. So they actually had to go down there and like kind of be on side mm-hmm. in case something happened. And uh, yeah, he's like, try to tell that guy hi with an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Meg <laughs> Ryan thinks the same thing. Yeah. That's no. hilarious. Go ahead and spoil the ending for, for us. Uh, they land the plane. Is it? How long are they in the air? And life it's like goes on? the whole on? movie. <laughs> yeah. It life is. goes on. Okay, now my mother was like it's big ridiculous. into this series when it came out. She, like, she, like, she loved the books. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'd ever read them, but she told me, kind of like, what? I'm like, well, just tell me the plot line, Mom. I don't want to read the book. How many books are there? Like, seven. Are they choosing an adventure? Or are they no. <laughs> Do you accept Jesus? Turn to page, you know, three. Do you not accept Jesus? Turn to page 400. You die. Page 666. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's so funny because uh, at, at work, uh, they had this, uh, this guy I was, help- I was helping out, and I, was, uh, I rung him up for something. And it came up for 666. <laughs> he just kind of like stared at it for a second. He's like, oh, man. And Can I, I like, pay you 667? And I was like, yeah. I was like, dude, get something else. And he was just like, uh, no, I'll, I'll just, I won't be superstitious. <laughs> so, yeah. That's hilarious. Um, you should be like, I would be. Yeah, the Thanks whole movie, the they're, in the, they're in the air. Like, it's all about landing the plane. In fact, it's like, uh, it's almost like speed. He's like, uh, I need a runway. You got to find me a runway. He's like, oh, what about the unfinished part of the interstate? So then she gets in a truck and starts like running down the barriers mm-hmm. to like make a runway. And he's like, I can't see it. Where are you? I need a visual marker. 
So then, like, she blows up a big gas station, not a gas station, but like a, a random oh, propane tank. No, there. And then, start a fire, huh? There's a great shot, of, like, over the shoulder of Cage and the other dude, like, looking out the cockpit, the bad, like, kind of that angle, but reverse that we're watching now. And all of a sudden, you see this little bitty fireball, and he's like, there, there she is. And then, like, they land the plane on the interstate, and they all just get out, and that's the end. It's, 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 it's not even, like, sci-fi channel quality. It's, like, right. it looks pretty shitty. It's terrible. Um, but anyway, <laughs> speaking of shitty plane movies, uh, number one is I was forced to watch. I was taking the movie. It was nonstop. Ugh. And like literally like I hate when people take their cell phones out in movies and stuff like that. But I, there was like barely anybody in there. And I pulled my cell phone out to read who it was. <laughs> like, so was like, <laughs> I just want to know what's going on in this movie because this is freaking awful. And like, yeah, it was it was so ridiculous. That movie was so disappointing to me because mm. I thought it was great until they revealed who it was. It was so, yeah. Like, I, I was like, because I'm the kind of person, I'm sure y'all too, like, you know, when I move out, you're, you're paying attention. Okay, no, this person did this. It can't be that person. This person did this. They were there when this happened. Right. I'm trying to figure it out the whole time. Like, and then it, it's to the point to where when you look back at it after, you know what happens? Like, okay, they had to actually make it something ridiculous mm-hmm. for them to, and it's almost like they said, okay, well, this is a really, we got a really good plot here. Who is it? I don't know. Well, now we have to end it. See, like, this movie, I remember when it came out, like, uh, so many people were like buying it and stuff like that like you know and i was just because uh, i was working in uh, i was a manager uh and basically electronics i was doing stuff like that so it was kind of cool because i mean movies have always been a passion and stuff for me games yeah. and stuff like that so i it I'd always like intrigued me when people would just come in and buy like just garbage or something like that and yeah. like or something that like you just can't watch twice some movies you know you can watch put on like randomly watch every once in a while yeah this is a movie you would not watch again. I would never you know? watch this again. Mm-hmm. And people, so many people buying, I was like, "What? Just red boxes? Shit? You're yeah. not gonna, you're not gonna watch this again." But yeah. And then when the, the whole time when the the two dudes reveal, well, I don't care. Um, yeah, no, I, was, I was. This I, is I, the I, worst. I was about list. to stop myself from like even saying <laughs> that. Uh, when they reveal their motivation, because like Air Marshal should have stopped nine eleven, oh, and this yeah. is our vengeance <laughs> against that. Now I did like. I, I felt like they they t- just basically. Took it from Sherlock. Yeah, the whole like, like cell, phone. cell phone. Yeah, because yeah, they use that a lot in there, and a lot of people are like that's so cool. But I was like, yeah, Sherlock. Yeah, yeah. I saw that like two, uh, two right. years ago. But you know, like they right. totally ripped it off. But like I was the whole time watching. Like I, I even told my wife, I'm like, if they wrap this up like with a good, this movie's awesome. And it's like, no, the most disappointing resolution, and like it, it's so bad. It, it was it was just it was terrible. It's like I hate when a movie turns out that way. Like. It's good, and they just can't finish it. And they were like hyping it up, like it's taken in the yeah, air. Yeah, in the air. Like, <laughs> they already have three taken movies. They don't need a oh, taken in the air. Oh god, we were wa- that, They had the trailer. I haven't seen. I knew they were making a taken three. But they had the trailer in front of Exodus. I was just like, I hadn't seen. Stop it. taking Liam Neeson shit. Yeah, just leave him <laughs> alone. Yeah, leave the poor bastard alone. He's gonna keep doing it. Exactly. Taken for oh that's the worst and they just spoiled like for the I mean yeah oh, oh now we know the plane's gonna crash right or, but like know. the whole scene where like the the they drop and the gun falls and he catches him yeah like, oh whatever it was it was that was extremely disappointing to yeah. me because I love Liam Neeson even you know even like we're talking uh, main ways to die in the west like oh Neeson like this gonna be this gonna be awesome like Ugh. I guess that's why he jumped on the case to do uh, <laughs> yeah. taking th- I need, I, I need to hit. Although I, I still haven't seen or heard much about that recent one, A Walk Among the Tombstones. I know, yeah. I haven't heard anything about it. And the, but a, the, tra- the uh, not trailer, the poster looked really badass. I was like, oh, this looks interesting. But then that's as far as I left it. But mm-hmm. my absolute worst movie of the year, in case you didn't already know, Transformers 
Age of Extinction. Oh, yes. The worst thing I have seen this entire year. I would rather watch Left Behind ten times sober Whoa. than watch Age of Extinction one more time. Absolutely wow. You've seen it? Horrible. No. You've seen it? Uh, see if you can find um, the explosion scenes. Because there's a part, of, like, if you know, like, how Michael Bay is and just, like, what, I mean, his, he loves pyrotechnics and stuff like that. And there's so much, actually, just pandering and stuff like that. If you want a drinking game when you're watching that movie, count every time you see the American flag in the first, like, 30 minutes of the movie, you will die. Like, every other poisoned. shot, there's, like, a, there's an American flag on his truck. There's an American flag on the, on, on the billboard. There's an American flag in front of his house. There's an American, and just... There's American flag in his barn, you know? It's, it's he has so a bad. lot of flags. Oh yeah. And then like the Dinobots, awful. Way terrible. Like no part the only part they like, they're they're stupid. They don't do yeah, anything. They don't anything at all. And it's like, I'm not gonna lie, in the trailer when the he's trailer? riding when he's riding them, like I'm like, Whoo, this is stupid, but it's so awesome. And it's the most amazing thing. Yeah, I know exactly. because it's kind of like a downward slope, you know. Last the, the second one it's got awful. Ugh. I hate the second one so much. Third one, I was like, Oh, well, okay, maybe it's not so bad. And then this one came, you know, like they recast it. And I was like, oh, I'm not interested in it, not interested in it. And then you see the trailer and you see Optimus Prime pop up one. Like, oh, God, I'm going back oh, in, you know. Shit, you got yeah. me. You got me. But, yeah. The freaking, <laughs> the, they, they humorize. Why they, blow it up and land on it? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> they, they try to make the uh, Autobots and stuff like more human again. And, oh, it's terrible. Like freaking uh, John Goodman, whatever which yeah. one he was. Freaking smoking. Yeah. A, he got a cigar. Yeah, like mm-hmm. a, a robot. And he has a, he had the beard. I mean, yeah, freaking just, beard and like they got the other one that has like the the trench coat. Yeah, and it was uh, just he's like a like a French person, like a French special agent or something. Right. It was weird. And the whole these two. <sighs> God, <laughs> you, I, I thought it couldn't get any worse than like part the Shia, Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox, like their chem, quote unquote chemistry in two. This Megan Fox is fun to look at. Yeah, yeah. this as long as he's showing don't throw th- her thumbs. Oh yeah, she has this weird giant thumbs. Yeah, yeah. I just joking. But uh, there, see, there's one with little coat. Yeah, so dumb. And then like the uh, <laughs> the Asian one is uh, what's his face? Uh, his name. It's so bad. And like Stanley Tucci, it's you're a good long. actor. Why do you keep it's getting so in this shit? So long too. <laughs> but yeah, like I should have known better. Shots. And it's, I mean, still Mark Wahlberg, run. It's, you can do nothing. Visually wise, it's it's fantastic. Yes, but like uh, even like. <laughs> yeah. uh, guy with a pistol. Oh, Kelsey Grammer, no less. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, beast. <laughs> but one of the things on here that really, that, just all the the shit that doesn't need to be in the movie, yeah. like the human stuff, which has been the problem with all the Transformers movies, definitely. But like the boyfriend just pops out of nowhere, pretty much, and uh, she's like, Mark, Mark, and Mark, or whatever. Mark Wahlberg's like, yeah. you can't be dating my daughter, or whatever. And the dude pulls out the Romeo and Juliet clause where he can date his daughter. Like, he's like, it's not statutory rape or whatever, like, in the state. What? Because we're, we were pre-dating before or something like that. And I'm like, seriously? Like, Michael Bay, seriously? Like, you putting this shit in your movie? <laughs> you walk around with that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he, like, pulls it out of his pocket, like, folds it up, and he's like, here's the... I'll prepare. Yeah. Oh, God. Away. It's just... Oh, it's so bad. And... Uh, it's like... And yeah, they're going to keep making them. Yeah, I unfortunately. Mean, it, did, it did extremely well. Uh, see if you highest grossing film of the year over Guardians and everything else. See if you can do um, the scene with the car. It's probably it's earlier. The no, it's a uh, <laughs> it's the, the car chase. It's the one with the uh, the rally car. There you go. Is this earlier in this scene? It's wait, yeah, this is near the end. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just of this like around. three hour giant movie. This is the whole thing. That's nine minutes. No, it's just part a part of it. It's, it's on uh, Latino. Um, I just want you to see that explosion. It is so. <laughs> 
It's, God, it's, it's just so disappointing. Like, I, I would buy a version if, like, if I had the skills and the time to just this. edit out all the human stuff and just add some, like, voiceover dialogue. Go keep going. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's probably near the end of this. Oh, it's, oh, this is the part, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like at the end of this stuff. Yeah, they're just blowing shit up. And... Oh, here it comes. Watch this. Watch how ridiculous this is. <laughs> and Megan Fox says she didn't want to, you know, like, she hated, like, working with him because they make him run through all the shit. Yeah, this is ridiculous. <laughs> TJ Miller. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for Silicon Valley coming back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I throw a grenade that will go completely around you. I, I was on a plane watching this, and I busted out laughing when that dude what died. What the hell was that? Oh, that was T.J. That Miller? That's him, yeah. 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 I was listening to him on a podcast, and he said, yeah, he doesn't, you know, he's not going to be the next one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy. Oh, God. Freaking tropes. Doesn't end well for him. It's like, just have the robots fight each other. That's all you need. Nobody cares. Right, right. You were in it for, like, literally five seconds. Yeah. Oh, I'm a bad guy. Lockdown. And it's so funny because I watched, dude. when I, we watched it, uh, I, I was telling you off air, watched it with uh, my girlfriend's dad and stuff. And he loves, you know, like action movies and stuff like that. And this, pretty much this scene where like the car literally jumps out of a, a, a warehouse and like there's already a ramp there, but like lands like, it's probably like what, five floors. Yeah. It just like lands perfectly and drives off. He just like got up and walked out. And <laughs> don't blame him. Yeah, terrible. Oh. Terrible, terrible. So hopefully we saved you guys and girls some uh, brain cells well, and some movie, time. That movie made so much money, I'm pretty sure everybody saw it. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I ain't gonna lie. I, I hate every one of them except three, and I'll, I will see the next one eventually. I'm not Again, no, zero expectations. Sometimes that works out good for some people. Right. But, but no, they keep, they keep tricking me. They keep, yeah. The trailers are come like out. They put like, that oh. one thing I want to see, and then they put it, you know, two hours and ten minutes into the movies. So right. I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. next week, the finale, we will crown a winner of the 100-person battle royale of 80s characters from the 100 movies that we have covered on this podcast. In the meantime, hit us up at AsiaVisit at gmail.com. Check out the other podcasts at awesome, on the Awesome Podcast Network, AwesomePods.com, Awesome Pods on Facebook, Awesome Pods on Twitter, Awesome Pods everywhere. And our special guest, of course, Jonathan Foreman from Now Versus Nostalgia, will be back next week with his, but before he comes back, he will plug his show. Uh, yep, check us out, uh, Now Versus Nostalgia. You can visit our website, uh, nvnpodcast.com. Uh, you got links to our shows on there, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, you can also find our Facebook, always posting random stuff on there. Uh, but if you do enjoy these kind of shows, like uh, looking back at the past, uh, just a lot more tangents, uh, definitely give us a check out. Tangents are the funnest part yep. uh, of this show. And not to say the other content's bad, but, oh, yeah, show, but you know, but it's always funny to see where a show, le- like a discussion, will lead you. Oh yeah, when it's, it's just freeform like this, and it's always entertaining and fun. So until next time, everybody, I am Trey Harris. Yes, he said it. And Jonathan Foreman. Cowabunga! Find this show and more on Facebook.com slash awesome pods and follow us on twitter 
at Awesome Pods.